can we take in? I literally just said I'm going to sell 60% of my portfolio. This was a video I just made, like not even a couple of podcasts ago. And I saw the market going back up to all-time highs. You know, it was approaching 3,600. And I was foot on the gas. I mean, I was selling some Amazon, some Microsoft, some triple X ETFs. I was selling some gold. I was selling some Microsoft options. I was selling like my life depended on it. And I think I probably got around... 25, maybe 30% of my portfolio, trying to sit on a heavy cash position the rest of the year. And you know what happens? The market just sucks me right back in there. Jesus Christ. I mean, it just dropped 10%. And the investor in me cannot turn down a bargain. I mean, flight crew, I know you. I see you. I hear you. I hear your heartbeat right now. If you've been investing in these markets, you know it's been one of the most volatile times ever. I mean, it's my first ever recession where I have money that I actually spend or my first recession as an investor. And my goodness, like half of these insane volatile moves, I just cannot predict. That's actually been part of the reason I was trying to sell off my portfolio. But as the market's going down and as there is this temporary moment where you know the market went up back around all-time highs dropped down around 10 percent from all-time highs now uh i think where this is a buying opportunity so i'm gonna give you around like five stocks of what i'm buying and just my overall thoughts on how i'm going into buying in this marketplace so the number one stock and literally the number one stock that I like, and honestly, th- this isn't going to be any hot takes. I'm taking no hot takes. I'm taking no fire shots. I'm not trying to predict the next Facebook or Apple. I'm literally doing the things that I think is almost a foregone conclusion. So number one stock I want to buy more of is Netflix. I think round two, we got the coronavirus. I think the stocks that did good when the coronavirus first started happening are going to do good again. Netflix is just so obvious. We sit home, we watch what's on the flicks. It's in our culture. We Netflix and chill. I mean, we put it on our T-shirts, for God's sakes. And my first worry with this company was the debt situation uh, was going to be terrible. You know, it's a company that uses a lot of debt to buy the things that it does. And, you know, just had an earnings and it got kind of hit in the earnings that came out. But for me as an investor, I see that as a buying opportunity. As Disney just went out there and they announced to the world that they wanted to focus more on streaming. Because we're in a post theater universe now. Like we got to start thinking about the economy as like this coronavirus where we wear masks everywhere. That's going to be for the, at least the next four years. Like, you, we got to get in that mindset. Think about the next four years, and that's what it is going to be. We're going to go to theaters and space apart if we do. We're going to go to drive-in theaters more. And when the vaccine comes out around a year from now, it's not going to be everyone gets it. I mean, vaccines are only 50% effective, right? So if that is the case, if you're in a production business, if you're making movies, what are you going to do? What 
is your main thoughts. You're making your movies for Netflix. Those things that you thought were going to be movies, maybe they're going to be a two to three short film series instead. I mean, Disney kind of got lucky with the Marvel Avengers kind of wrapping up. And they were already trying to transfer those movie titles into streaming shows and try to make a cinematic, episodic experience for shows. But now, I mean, it's just solidified. That's literally, they reorganized their business around that. And with perfect timing, in every industry, when you have people come in, yes, it's competition, but more what it does is it solidifies the market and actually grows the market share for everyone. And Netflix is going to be basically as the first mover in that whole streaming service industry, they're going to be the best beneficiary of YouTube making more of an investment in it and Apple and Disney making more of an investment in it. Anyways, number two, based on the same philosophy as Amazon, I think it's so obvious. I mean, think about it. What are you spending your money on? You're spending If you're spending money online, there's a big chance you have an Amazon subscription. That's just what it is. And with all the stats and shreds showing that people are spending more of their hard-earned cash online, that just makes Amazon more of the obvious investment, right? That's where you're putting your money. And with another recent crash, like they went from like 3,200 to around 2,900 because of this recent um, earnings announcement that just happened. I think it's an obvious buy. Now, if you're not in a site that has fractional shares, you're going to spend around 2,900 USD on one stock that might throw off your weightings. So, of course, that's a little bummer out of it. But I think it's in a great position to just scoop one up in your portfolio if you have a huge cash position. Now, again, these are obvious investments. These aren't like shot in the dark. These aren't small companies. There are large cap companies that I think have a chance of like doing 10 to 20 percent in the next year from the position that it's at now. I, I just think that's a foregone conclusion. Next one, Facebook. I mean, I love Facebook, not necessarily in this market condition, but I just love what Facebook represents. They make a lot of their money from ad spending companies with restricted marketing budgets that now have to focus more on digital because that's where everyone's eyes are with the increased online traffic they're going to throw that money to facebook i mean it's so effective facebook's right now is saying no to advertisers because of how effective the political ads have been doing so think about it like like just think like seriously think about it if Facebook is so dangerous that it could affect the political atmosphere. You can sell some goddamn toilet paper through it then, right? And with its ability to generate all this money through advertising, I think as an investor, it's such such a foregone conclusion. Every single small business out there is going to be using Facebook, whether that's marketing on Facebook or Instagram. I think because of that, them... Basically, small businesses are being super affected everywhere, and then you need to really have defined marketing strategies to make money. Facebook's right there to pay its investors for that service. For I like Microsoft. I really do. Um, this one is a company I just always like when it's around sale. I think anywhere around $200 is a deal. I mean, it was at a high of $232, so of course, it's around a 10% drop, but I like Microsoft. Mainly because of, you know, every workplace that uses Microsoft products. And of course, it has this new like cloud services, too. So 
I think it's just a slam dunk. Number five, this one, I just always buy when the market's down. Ticker symbol TQQQ. Basically, it's a NASDAQ ETF. However, it's three times the leverage, baby. And for me, this is more of a risky play. This is before if you're more of a technical trader, which means that when the market's actually falling down, you're buying 3x ETFs to you know ride it back up. If you're someone who likes to buy and hold forever, I don't know if right now is the best buy and hold forever for TQQ. Maybe wait for the market to go down 15% down if it does. But 10% down, I mean, I know we're in this most volatile times ever, but I still think it's a good time to buy. Now, overall thoughts on the economy as we enter into what I call the election week or election weeks. You see, the markets are going to be insane. If you think about it, elections never really are called on around November 3rd. But we basically know who wins by that time, right? We basically know who wins at the first day of election results. This time is going to be drastically different. It takes a long time to count all those ballots. I mean, one, two, three, like it's a lot of ballots to count, right? I mean, you're talking about over hundreds of millions of voters in the U.S. And because of this, the election results could drastically vary from the first day until the last one when all the results are tallied. Because of that, I initially thought a stock like gold would do extremely well, but kind of looking at my gold investments, like I put a sizable chunk of not only my investment portfolio percentage into gold, but my risk percentage was in gold heavy a lot too, because I was buying like gold options because I thought it was just a foregone conclusion. To my surprise, the market's been basically tracking with gold the whole time. Like normally I thought when the market was going down, gold was going up. That was not the case. (laughs) When the market was going up, gold was kind of going up. When the market was going down, gold was really going down. I was like, okay, what is going on? What is this confusion? And I bought gold after it hit around, and I'm talking about the GLD stock ticker. I bought it. It went past like 200 a bit, came back to 180. I'm like, this is a steal of an investment, right? Straight technical analysis. Had the fundamental analysis there too. I'm like, gold is a great volatile inflation hedge. What's happening in our economy? I mean, inflation is going to happen with all this printing of money. Volatility is going to happen because of all of this election hype going on. It just seems so obvious. So far, it has not been that obvious. Um, It's not been. It's really just been. But it's really just been like basically a store of value for me, which is great. I mean, it's around my investments around zero dollars there, but it really hasn't gone up the way I expected to. But all in all, my overall thoughts on the election is, my God, you better be prepared for some volatility. If you don't have cash in your portfolio or if you're over leveraged right now, you might have a rocky sleep. (laughs) Like This market could spit down so much or spit up so much. Literally, I have no idea what's going to happen. But I feel if you have a long-term vision, if you're buying all of these companies at prices that you like, then how could it be wrong? I know we've seen record amounts for these companies to have grown. If you're in any tech stock, period, any of them, 
then you've seen your portfolio just explode this year. Um, however, be prepared for volatility. That's all I got to say. And the advice that I give on every podcast, average down every paycheck, you put $300 towards your portfolio and just do that every paycheck. That's, that's what it is. You know, you buy some, you don't buy some, just average down, keep buying no matter what the scenario is and keep that certain amount of cash in your portfolio. Whatever is comfortable for you, 10% maybe if you're a smaller investor, 30% if you're a larger investor, that's just essentially what it will take to give you that night's sleep at night. If you're having trouble sleeping when you're investing, that probably means you should have more cash. That's basically the golden room. Like if you're not even thinking about your portfolio and you can sleep, that means you probably have a good amount of cash on the sidelines. But those are my five stocks. I'm telling you, very solid investments right now. I'm not going and doing anything out of extraordinary. I'm not trying to find the next Facebook. And that's basically because I'm in the mindset of I'm trying to actually sell out of the market a little bit. As I've said in my other podcasts, I'm trying to invest in other things. I want to buy a house soon in March. And because of that, I'm slowly trying to get out of the market, you know, when I was at a high, I, I sold literally at the perfect time. I sold a huge percentage of my portfolio at the perfect time. And maybe that's just like a little bit of a day trader in me that still has those timing blocks ready. But in general, because of this volatility, I think, you know, I'm up. I have a good year, so I'm not trying to really buy in. However, at attractive prices like this, and I still kind of know what my timeline is, I still have a lot of months until around March or April or May or whenever I want to buy a house. Because I still have a great time in between that time, I'm still looking for those deals. So that's why I'm investing in those five. But I want to know what you guys think. Of course, it's at Flight Stewie on Twitter. And we, Flight Crew, you have to take off. Let me know what your top stocks are and if you're buying tech or not. Okay? Okay? 